0: Welcome to the Davis Ten Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division One athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is professional soccer player Joe jow Joe currently plays for Degerfors, a Swedish soccer club in the top professional league of Sweden. Previously, Joe played for Hoffenheim and Borussia Dortmund of the German Bundesliga playing under current Liverpool coach Jurgen Klopp and the likes of Roberto Firmino, Marco Royce, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, and other top internationals. After a nine-year professional career in Germany, Joe made the move to Major League Soccer, signing with FC Cincinnati in 2019. Joe has also represented the United States at the U15, U17, U20, and U23 levels. In 2012, he was called up to the United States men's national team, making his first start in a match against the Czech Republic. Growing up in Silver Spring, Maryland, Joe is a third generation professional soccer player, being the son of former U.S. international Philip Jow and the grandson of Joseph Nana Jow, a former Ghanaian international. Joe, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, man. Quite the intro, quite the intro right there, man. <laughs> Appreciate it.
0: Listen, your, uh, your resume go, your resume tracks long. So, um, Thank you man. know, that's, it was, it was definitely, listen, it's, it's such a pleasure to have you on bro. Like, um, you are an, I'm going to just say you're an absolute legend. Like, you, you know, like everyone, I mean, growing up and, and we'll get into how we know each other, but, you know, you kind of represented, you put whole region one on your back, region one of the United States. You put that on your back. Appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, man, listen, I'm, you know, all of us here, and, and I could only speak to the New York area, but I'm sure all of us throughout, you know, everywhere from Maine down to, down to DC, um, uh. still, still cast, still watches you, still, still, still follows you. And, and, and it's just, you know, it's just, um, it's amazing, just, just everything that you've been able to do, man. So it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on today.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> and um yeah speaking of so yes yeah, so I knew um you know and and Joe is actually yeah so Joe is at this point is going to be the the second current professional soccer player that I have on this podcast and and yeah this podcast is is centered um a little bit more around um you know life after sports and the transition process into sport retirement but Joe is still playing still killing it still in his Is his his prime? I say, or or level of his prime? I'll let him speak to that. But 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 it's always you know I think it's always interesting to get to get the perspective of these things um, from from current athletes that that you know maybe you know kind of thinking about life after sports, maybe already kind of um, exploring life after sports and and different things like that. So um, yeah, but. So Joe and I, uh, we go we go pretty far back, um, back to the go way
1: back, man, way <laughs> back, bro, way back.
0: Actually, I don't think I've actually like talked to Joe since like we were like it's uh, been time
1: since we were young, bro. I think maybe yeah. since we were like twelve,
0: like twelve, not, yeah.
1: maybe maybe a little bit later. But I haven't seen you since around then.
0: Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, like our voices have changed, you know, um,
1: <laughs> Your voice has changed, brother. That thing got deep, man. I, was, I heard you talk on Instagram one time. I was like, whoa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, that's why I started the podcast. Gotta get this voice out there. Hey, um, <laughs> nah, but yeah, so it's been, it's been years and, and, um, but I've always, you know, I've always, like I said, I've, I've kind of just, uh, been able to follow Joe through social media and different things and, 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 follow him throughout his career and different things like that. And, you know, he mentioned recently that, you know, he's been following me too. He mentioned recently, you know, he knows that I got married recently. So, um,
1: I gotta keep tabs on all my guys, man. Like the whole New York fam, like you guys were, you guys are really like, you guys were my dogs, you know, um, you, yeah. Dan, Kenny, uh, Danny. Bryant, Kobe, Span—you know—I still talk to Kobe almost every day. Yeah, Um, like Anthony, you know, all you
0: guys, you know, like
1: uh, New York. When it came to the ODP thing, y'all were like my second home, bro. You you got really the home. It's for real.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, growing up, we, we um, you know, we kind of played together throughout Region 1. So, um, you know, uh, the, the New York or the state ODP teams, that was like the best players in the state. So I played for, for you know, I represented New York State. Joe obviously represented Maryland. And then, um, but Region 1 was, was, like I said, just kind of going all the way from Maine all the way down to, I believe, like the D.C. or Virginia area. Yeah, Virginia. And, and um, that was, you know, that was like a family in of itself you know i still remember you know the maryland dudes and and lester denzel hey. and jeremy like you know we, we could name drop for days so yeah um but it's, it's yeah it's for sure is a is a family and um and joe was always you know joe was always the you know he was always like the one that the he was always the top-notch dude i mean from when <laughs> he was young and when he was young i mean he had some some hella speed i still remember this is i feel like this was it was the game because when we went to, we, we did a camp, and that's that's how they picked, basically, the players for, like, the yep. regional team, the national pool, or the national team, and yep. um, this was a camp that we all went to, and we were all set on different teams, and back in those days, I was playing center defense. Center I remember round, that, and, um, man. Held it down.
1: I used to <laughs> and hate playing it. against you, man. <laughs>
0: One game, this was the game for real I, I'm, I'm convinced that this is the game that got me called up to the national pool Because I remember that I was lining up And I was like, okay, we had Joe Jow And it was our, our other boy Mo That was that was on the same team
1: Oh, and big shout like, out to Mo, man I know Mo's going to be watching this He's going to think I forgot my
0: answer
1: Mo, real estate, man Mo, real estate Clock yeah. in
0: for sure, for sure. So it was Joe Chow on one side playing forward, Mo on the other, and I was like, I was hyped. I was like, yo, because these is these are some you know some dudes that were we're all this kind of like shorter dudes, stocky, fast, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be a matchup, you know. But I'm like, I was so. I was just—I just had too much pride to let any of these dudes get past me. I was like, "Damn, I gotta!" So I remember, and now I was sliding all like that whole Yo. game. I remember I was sliding right, like like Joe Chow was coming down the left. I was sliding then, then then Mo was coming down the right. I was sliding and then, like the raspberries that I had on my thigh, like the outside of my hips after those games. After that game was, was hey. unreal, and I was just. That was the game. I, I still remember, like I still remember having a little bit of anxiety, and I was like, "Listen, like this is your game to kill it." And uh, and now that, that game, it's just crazy because those were like little scrimmages; those weren't even. But that game, was I know, right? To think mind.
1: about it, but in our minds, bro, it, that that was, were those were the pinnacle. You know what I'm saying? Like those yeah. games held so much weight in our little minds, man. You know, the coaches <laughs> were all sitting there with their notepads. Yeah, you know, it's it time to shine.
0: <laughs> and um, and yeah, I'm gonna just you know. I don't know if you remember this. This, excuse me, Joe. But I'm gonna point to um, to a comment that you left on my Insta page, which I still take with me. Um, I posted a picture for my birthday, and Joe Jiao. Keep in mind his his pedigree in terms of who he played for. Said this is only this was not too long ago. This might have been five years ago. Joe Jow said uh, the best defender I ever played against. Talking about. Yeah. Me. So I don't know. I don't know yeah. if you still feel that way, but. <laughs> Bro,
1: the aggression, the aggression that you used to play with. Man, me and Leslie used to talk about it back in the dorms and stuff. You'd be like, man, Greg, this man Greg coming down the sideline again, bro, about to slide somebody. Oh, so much aggression, so much passion, man. Nah, definitely, for real, you know. Yeah, it's an yeah. old school game that you used to have. Not too many guys uh, still play like that, you know. A lot of guys yeah. want to really play that, uh, that, that pretty boy center back role with the hand up and... <laughs> Slice of balls. Greg was there. He was doing it all. He was there to clean you out first, though. You know. <laughs>
0: so, um. No, I love that. No, honestly, that 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 still I still tell people about that to this day. I'm like, Joe Jao said I was the dirtiest defender. He <laughs> played against. And um, but now I would think I think in those days, yeah, it was just um, I just I loved. I'm um, and you know, I feel like that's one of the things that maybe looking back is like I wish I maybe just stuck with defense because I just I love seeing the game. From I love mm-hmm. being the last player, seeing the game from that view. And I mm-hmm. loved, you know, I love getting stuck in. Um, I felt like I was, you know, I, I took real pride in 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 like not trying, not letting anybody get past me, or at least trying. Yeah. So um sure, but yeah, no, man. I appreciate it, man. That's
1: what makes up a good defender. That's what makes up a top defender. You gotta love what
0: yeah. you doing. Definitely, definitely. So listen, man, um again. I mean, it's 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 incredible that, that to, to even have you on on this on this show. So, um, you know, the background and everything that you have, and 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 really kind of the, the stats and the the whole career that you've racked up has been incredible. So, um, would love to to get into it and and um and we'll, we'll kind of take it from there. But why don't we just start off with with you telling me how did you get into your sport and um, what initiated your love for soccer?
1: Um, so. My pops got me into the sport obviously uh, he played he played professionally, and his dad played professionally so uh it was something that I kind of just fell into you know um we would just be uh, kicking around in the basement you know um funny story about that is actually my dad his one of his main reasons for retiring was so he would have more time to 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 teach me the game you know so when he moved back to Maryland with me and my mom, that's when uh, things really started to pick up um. And yeah, man, that's uh, that's really how how my love for the game really started.
0: Nice, nice. And what did you tell me? Like, you know, obviously we kind of we kind of just talked about a, a, a childhood sports memory and, and being those games at, at that ODP camp and all that. But um, you know, if there's if there's one memory that kind of sticks out to you when you were like real young or or at that younger phase, um, what is what is your most favorite childhood soccer memory?
1: All right, so probably. Um, I tell this story, not a lot, but you know, to, to whoever asked, cause it was just that vivid in my mind. It's just when I met my, when I first met my best friend, Lester, uh, we were having tryouts in Maryland. We were like seven years old, something like that. And, um, uh, like a bunch of kids came out to this trial for this, but the team that my dad was running called the storm. Um, it's over. We had like six, you know, like six small sided games going. Um, Everything was over, all the kids were packing up, and I just see this guy, this tall, skinny dude with a big head, just doing these moves on the field. And I'm looking at him, he's lefty, I'm like, "Ah, he ain't bad. So I walk down there, and I take the ball from him, and I'm like, this is how you do it. (laughs) I do the little Maradona move, and then he takes it, and he's like, no, well, can you do this? And then we're just going back and forth, back and forth. And then meanwhile, like our dads are talking on top of the hill. And then that was the first time, that was the first time I ended up beating Lester and uh, his father Dave, rest in peace Dave, um, exchanged numbers with my dad. And um, yeah, Lester signed up, he was playing for the team now. And from that moment on, it was like, it was like that. So that's definitely one of the, one of the impactful, meaningful moments in my, in my life career.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. And no, Lester is somebody that uh, that of course I remember real well and, and Joe and Lester which is were just running Maryland I feel like at some point. So, um, yeah, y'all were y'all were a dynamic duo for sure. And I think I think you both, you know, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think you both played for the Bethesda Roadrunners or am I, am yes, I getting sir. that mixed up. Yeah, we, right did, man, we did. But, and um, yeah, just to put some context out there, Bethesda Roadrunners was um I, I mean, I don't know if we were doing rankings back back in those days, but y'all yeah, were definitely one of the top top teams in the country.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, for, was, sure. Uh, for sure. No question Robert about that one.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. And um, you know, looking back at it, what what was your what was your dream? You know, what did you ultimately want to accomplish with, with soccer in the future?
1: So like when I go back to it and really think about what it was that I wanted when I first started, it was to just be the best player that I that I could be, you know, be the best player that, uh, you know, reach my full potential, so to say. That was always something that, that I wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> I always wanted to be, you know, leave the field proud of how I played. You know, I wasn't the type of guy that, if I just didn't do anything all game and I just scored a tap in and I'd be happy. Like I that's not how I that's not how I wanted to go about things. But not until, you know, you get a little bit older and you get a little bit sidetracked, you start seeing like, you know, your goals start becoming like a contract. Oh, this 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 looks nice, or you know, getting this car, doing this, you know, so things start to fog up your mind. But when I really sit down and think about what my real true goals were, it was always to, to be the best player that I could
0: be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. And, and, you know, I think, I think with that, um, you know, just from, you know, from hearing that, I'm wondering just in terms of, of, of how measurable that is. Right. So I guess I, from, from my point of view, you know, I want to ask you, you know, do you, um, do you feel like you accomplished that goal? Do you think that you accomplished that goal of, of being the best, the best player that, that you, that you could be? And do you think you've reached the reach those levels that maybe you set in your mind?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I do, you know, when I, like when, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll sit back and look at, you know, highlights of myself every now and then, and I just look at, uh, in some of the areas that I've grown as a player, I can definitely say that, you know, I've definitely reached a point where I can say like, wow, you know, everything is, you know, it's coming together, is coming together. And, you know, I, I like the trajectory of, of uh, in the direction that things are going in. Um, and like one thing that I'm always able to measure is just basically how I feel after I play, or, you know, if, uh, generally, you know, if you played well after a game, you know what I'm saying? There, there may be a lot of chatter from, you know, media outlets or coaches and things like that. But it, deep down in my heart, like after I play a game or after I have a tournament or a season, I can look back at myself and be like, OK, that was a good one. And that and that, that feeling right there is pretty irreplaceable.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, and you're obviously still playing and still playing at a, at a top, top level. Um you know, you mentioned that, you know, some days you, you, you're kind of looking back at, at highlights and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I definitely reached, you know, where I wanted to, to reach. Was there, you know, was there a specific point in your career and you've, you've had a pretty long span of career? Was there a specific point in your career where you felt like looking back at it, man, this was the the highest point in, in my career where, where maybe you felt felt the best and you felt like, yeah, I'm, I, felt, I feel best in terms of. In terms of my health in terms of my you know my level in terms of my performance was there a specific point in your career where you felt that
1: um i would probably say my time my time at Dortmund pre-injury was when i was uh you know when i was about like 20 21 and then that's when i was feeling like oh wow you know i'm flying going in then you know barrier upon barrier I keep, you know, re- reaching certain things, and then there was a stint after that where, you know, I got my injury, and then I wasn't feeling too great. I was, you know, fighting to get back to fitness, fighting to get back to to, to my old uh, abilities, so to say. Not until recently, I'll say maybe last season, my, my my yeah, Cincinnati is where I can really say like I was back to pre-injury weight. You know, I was moving the way that I uh, was moving before. You know, so those those were two points in my career, but definitely, if you want to say highest, like status wise, it was
0: also at Dortmund as well. Yeah, yeah, nice. And and you you mentioned, <clears throat> you know, that <clears throat> excuse me, that injury that that you had, and um and kind of getting back to that point, um you know. If you don't mind like what, what what was that injury kind of like and what was that period like for you in terms of, of dealing with that injury and getting back to those levels where you were like all right now i feel i feel good what was that that whole period like for you
1: um it was a confusing period because prior to that i never really had any any serious injury issues you know not even um, like muscle problems or anything like that um so i didn't really know what to gauge that gauge that towards. But when I did have it, it was pretty scary. Um just from the feedback and stuff that I was getting from the doctors, you know, how serious they were telling me the injury was, and then how long it actually took. I think it took like something like twenty two months for me to actually fully recover, you know. So obviously in the earlier stages of that it's it's a lot of confusion. You can even go so far as to say some 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 weeks some months were a little bit depressing you know what i mean um definitely you see that the business is exactly just that the business you know you have a lot of people around you that are collecting a paycheck you know so it's a definitely a reality check on its own um and then getting back into things was humbling you know having to start from zero again um, Having to start from zero again, having to build back up, having to build back up the fitness, the muscles, um, you know, the agility, things like that. You're just starting from square one. Um, but then once you get onto the other side of it, it's definitely a a, a blessed feeling, empowering feeling. Um, but just you're feeling grateful as well, you know, because and you realize like this is something that I really do truly love doing. I, I love waking up and doing this every day, you know it was a. it would have been a hard pill to swallow if i had to stop that at, at at 22 23 you know so yeah
0: yeah definitely definitely and i yeah i never knew really kind of the um uh, you know obviously me i was just kind of kind of reading different things cuz you know i was I think at that point, you were, you know, like you said, I think you were like, like you said, you were flying at that point. I remember, mm-hmm. um, I remember watching you for the U S men's national team. And I was like, let's go, you know, you're on the right wing. And then, yeah. um, you know, you had this injury. And I think that really kind of put you out of commission for a couple of years. Cause you know, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at, at the U S roster. I'm like, where's Joe, where's Joe. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and I'm reading up that you got, you got this injury and everything. And so, um, listen, shout out to you, man. That's a lot of resilience, perseverance. And, and like you said, just really kind of illustrated your, your love for the game, right? to get back to that point where you feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good again. So sure. was there, and, and you mentioned, you know, any, any athlete, any top athlete dealing with, with an injury. Um, you know, I think, I think we, we all as athletes know that, um, you know, that, that, that our time is, is limited, right. I mean, and, and, and an injury that, that, that takes out a year of your life that, that could have been a life-changing year possibly. So yeah. Um, and you mentioned just some, some depressing times and, 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 and things like that, but you know, what, how did you how did you kind of cope with those with with that during that moment? You know, what were some methods that you used to cope and just just cope in, in terms of just getting by on, on the regular?
1: Um Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> um I had a I just got a dog at the time. Um and then just keeping close contact with the with the family, you know. That was, those those yeah. were some things that, that really helped out a lot. But nonetheless, I was um, and shout out to my my boy uh, Donovan Henry. He would come out to Germany and and hang with me, through some tough stints as well. Um, but for the most part, like, there's no sugarcoating, really. it wasn't no ankle sprain or wasn't, like, even a muscle pull or nothing like that. It was like the cartilage fell off my knee, basically, you know? It was one of them things where it's like, you can't help but sit and wait, you know? Um, and there is no there's no speeding it up. There's no rushing it. You really got to just sit down and, and do the time. Um, Yeah, definitely some days where I was just like, I was just thinking like, man, what am I, what am I doing? You know, I was like, what am I doing? I'm waking up doing rehab every day is the same stuff. It's it's a squat or it's a bike because I couldn't even run yet, you know. So it's like, man, time's moving slow and I'm seeing guys just come and play in my position and just moving here, moving there, moving here, moving there. And it, it was also a frustrating time as well, you know, just sitting in idle time. But you know once things slowly started to progress and I started to get better and better then I was like, oh, all right, you know there was a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel so I was able to just cling on to that and you know try and claw my way out but you know thank God thank God that uh, he even gave me the strength to be able to, to withstand it you know
0: yeah yeah and 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 Joe kind of I mean at, at least compared to the, to the to the other guests that I had on my show so far um you know Joe's Joe's Route or, or path was was a little bit different in that, um, you know, he was he was you know identified at at a young age, and and I'm and I'm pretty sure you went you went to to Europe at a young age too, so you didn't you know you didn't do any sort of college ball or or, or anything like that. Um, and you know, I'm I'm always just just you know curious when when young athletes go off to to another country at a young age, and I felt like even boy. even growing up, I was always like, man, that would be like so dope, and but now I'm a little bit older and. I mean I had I had my own struggles in, in college three hours away. So now I'm thinking yeah. back like man, like a whole nother country with like you Boy. know no family, no friends, you know. Um what was that what was that just, just process or that's just just a transition for, for you? And and like you said, you've been doing it for for years now, but what was yeah. that like when you first started it?
1: It's different, man. It's different. Um so as we say that I went to residency first, right? So that's down in Florida. We were young as well, we were only fourteen. Um, but you know, we still had our teammates and I was really close with a lot of the guys. A couple of them were from Maryland anyway. You remember Shaq Phillips?
0: Yep. yep.
1: You know, that was my guy. Kobe was down there. So, you know, I I had the homies with me, but then after that, um, I went on loan because I had signed with Hoffenheim already when I was 16, but I couldn't go to Europe until I was 18. So I went on loan to the Vancouver Whitecaps. So I moved to Canada and then that was also, um, that was also a little bit different, you know? But still, it was still an English-speaking country. You know, everybody spoken. Obviously, everybody spoke English. But it wasn't that big of an adjustment. I was also we had a host family, and I was also with one of my friends, Charles Rankin. We were living in the basement of the host of the host family. So that was also still not too crazy. And I was also still, I was like, man, I'm on my way. I'm about to play play pro ball. You know, challenge myself up against the best. So I wasn't really thinking too much about the other things but not until like I got to Germany when I was 17 and a few months was when like, then, you know, the language barrier hits you, you know, language barrier hits you culture shock. You know, I'm in, I'm in uh, South Germany at this point, you know, it's a very traditional part of the country, Um, different dialect, different food, you know, everything was just different. The football was different. The coaches were, blunt like as honest as it got if you played trash they told you you're (laughs) trash it wasn't you know it wasn't like it just was playing football over there at a young age in the youth systems was nothing like playing in the states I'll tell you that right now Um, and it was you know they treated you as a young professional there wasn't any holding back because they had no time to waste it was like yo this is the pipeline to the first team and if you're not ready to be here take your ass home it's your own time that you're wasting. You're not going to waste ours, you know. Um this was before they had this was before they had uh, uh, FaceTime and stuff. So I had to make sure I had Wi-Fi so I could Skype. I had to set up a Skype time with the parents and my family and stuff like that. Uh, and I had this little prepaid Nokia phone. You know, you had to load <laughs> the minutes up on there. You had to load you had to go to the store personally to load minutes up onto yeah. my phone. And if like Sometimes in Germany, everything is closed on Sunday. So if I had a game on Saturday and I got back too late and my minutes ran out, I wasn't calling nobody <laughs> for the rest of the weekend. You know, so it's just uh, but just um, remembering why I went out there was always something that was able to help me stay on track.
0: Yeah, yeah, and nah, I you know, speaking about how, how blunt, like the coaches were and, and just, and, 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 how they told you, you know, straight up to your face and, you know, just, just ultimately about your performance. I was, mm-hmm. when I was, you know, obviously digging up some information about you to put together your intro and getting prepped for this episode, I came across, an, you know, an article um, where um, I believe it was, you know, you came back maybe from a game or, or a trip with the United States national team and, and you're in the yeah. locker room and, And Jurgen Klopp gives you a shout out and says, oh, yeah, um, you know, you know, this young fellow over here just got like, you know, or got what I don't know if it was your first cap or not. But just, you know, it was. uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. it was. um, It was one of my first caps. Yeah. But it was one of my first appearances coming while I was at Dortmund. So okay, I, I okay. remember that day like it was yesterday, man. I'm walking in the <laughs> locker room and then he comes in and he like he sits up on this ledge where he usually did in front of this mirror, and, and the whole uh, locker room was like facing him. And then he just you know had everybody give me a round of applause, you know. And I'm just sitting there like, oh shit, man, this, this guy's you know the the appreciation, the love that
0: it was amazing, man. That guy is uh
1: one of one. To be
0: honest with you, one of one. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's crazy. And, I, and it's it's good to hear that that's still something that stands out to you, because as as somebody reading that, you know, I was just just watching the Man City Liverpool game. Right. And I'm looking at this coach yeah. and I'm like, man, this guy was this guy was shouting out Joe Jow like, man, that would stick man, with yeah. me forever, but... <laughs> forever.
1: Forever, man. Forever. He is, he, he's such a good guy.
0: Nice. No, yeah. Yeah. No and um you know obviously you' as I mentioned you' you're still you're still playing at a, at a super high level top top uh, league in, in, uh, in Sweden right now. Um, but have you you know have you thought about about life after sports after your playing days come to an end? Has that been something that, that you've thought about before or something that's been on your mind at all?
1: Yeah, all the time, all the time, um, especially now that you know I've got a family. I have uh, a wife and kid now, you know, and um, <clears throat> it's uh, you know, a lot of times it gets like, um, at least for guys who are still playing, it's like when you say like, oh, I'm thinking about stopping, you guys are like, huh? you know, like, you're you gonna stop? It's like, bro, you know, this thing, it's a game and this is, we're, we're, we're real life, you know, we're, we're only getting older, you know, especially once you hit your 30s, um, you only have a certain amount of years that you're going to be playing. And there's also so much more to, to, to life. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a, there's a lot of other things out there. Um, now at the same time with all those opportunities, it can be overwhelming uh, when you've been submerged in this lifestyle for your whole life. You know what I mean? Like me personally, I don't know what the real world is like. I've been in this bubble my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, I've been in this bubble of agents, of managers, of endorsements, and all this type of stuff where if you play for the team, people are coming and handing you stuff all the time. Like, oh, you need this? You need this? Oh, you need a car? Oh, you need to find an apartment? Oh, you need this? Oh, here's your retirement plan? <laughs> you know? And then, you know, to come out of that, and you got to you know, figure out your own way, of course, you know, it's definitely going to be, it's going to be something much different, but at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to to, to what uh, my life post-footy will be like, you know, because there's a level of stability that I want my family to have, you know, I don't want to, as, as cool as it is to be able to experience a lot of different countries, more so now that I see my daughter in starting preschool now and seeing her make connections with friends and people at school and teachers and stuff like that. I don't want to be on the move for my own personal gain and then having to take her out of situation and situation where she has to leave people behind that she cares about, you know? So that's something that, you know, you got to think about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, listen, I love, I love that honesty there. I think it's like, and it, and it seems like you have a you have a great deal of of optimism in in terms of in terms of life after sports which is which is big time and um but like you said you're honest and being that it it will, it will definitely be be something different getting out of that bubble and experiencing that yeah. that real world and like you said you um you know there's 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 athletes that, that you talk to that you know are kind of kind of shocked when when somebody says like oh I'm thinking about stopping to play because you know i think ultimately as an athlete especially if you're still playing at the highest level i mean you know i mean essentially in, in maybe in your own eyes and a lot of people's eyes you're, you're kind of living like a like a dream i mean you're living you know like it's 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 amazing so i can only imagine you know that obviously coming back and thinking back like man I'm, this is gonna have to come to an end soon you know it could take people by storm but you know i'm sure that you've learned just different maybe from different people that have that have exited the game or maybe just older folks that, that you've talked to or, or maybe just even coaches or mentors or just people that you've talked to along the way about maybe just from them, you know, life after sports and, and seeing different routes that they've taken. But if you can give, you know, one piece of, of, uh, of, of advice about sport retirement and the transition process outside of sport, even though you haven't done it exactly yourself just yet, you know, what do you think that, that piece of advice would be?
1: Um, preparing for it, (laughs) prepare for it as much as you can, even, even though you you can never really, uh, you know, prepare every second of it, still try and have an idea, you know, have an idea of what you want to do, broaden your horizons while you're still in the game. You know, if you do have a, if you're on that last contract and you know, such and such is about to be the date, you know, try and inform yourself on things that you want to do. Um... Just keeping, just keeping your options open, you know what I mean? But also don't go into it blindly and think that, ah, you're just gonna stop them. Because just from a few times, just from my injury or from, you know, uh, being in the off season, waiting on um, waiting a deal to come through, just in those like short little weeks or months, my mind already went crazy. So I already know when I stop playing that there's going to be some days or weeks where I'm like, Oh my God, like I need a routine. Uh, I, I don't have training this morning. Like what, what am I going to do? Or where am I going to put all this competitive energy? You know, all this, the, the, that I don't want to say ego, but like, you know, just being in this competitive meat market, like how am I going to, Displace all this energy now that I'm back. Now that I'm in, in into, into reality, you know. Um, so, I, as much as you can, prepare for it. Try, try to think about it. Try, and I, I, and I wish I did listen to some more people when you know I was at, when I was at certain clubs, and some people were just like, man, just take a course or two, you know. You, you got all day, you know. I was like, man, what? I got to do this ultimate team tournament this weekend, man. Weekend league. <laughs> Weekend league? What y'all talking about, man? I, nah, I can't. You know, for like forty. You know, weekend league was like forty games or something like that, man. You know, right. we busting them out. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, take a course, read some books. Man, um, just recently I was talking to Lester. You know, because Lester, he, he, you know, he stopped playing a while back, but um, he had jumped straight into the into the coaching for a little bit. You know. And I always ask him about, you know, how it was when he stopped. And, you know, sometimes he'll tell me that, man, it was, it was difficult. You know, it, was, it tells me how it was. It was super difficult just trying to find, like, you know, your purpose, you know, your meaning, trying to detach yourself from this identity of a footballer that you had your whole, your whole life, basically. You know how it was. We've, we've been playing mm-hmm. since young. And, um, just recently he, he made a switch over into finance. Like he's not even in the field of, of, of soccer anymore. And I was like, Whoa, I, you know, on one side, it was mind blowing on the other side. I was like, man, that's so cool to, to actually like do something completely different, you know, something that me, I, I like the idea of it, but I don't even know what that would be like. That's like uh, finance and what, you know? Yeah. So, right.
0: Yeah. Right. Nice, nice. Well listen, man, it seems like you've you've definitely been having having the right conversations and, and and you know, no matter how like you said, I mean, we were we were kinda me and Joe were kind of talking before the podcast started and and um you know he he has a has a daughter that's that's twenty months, I believe you said, and yeah, yeah. um and, and and asked if uh, you know, if I was thinking about kids and me and my wife would think about kids and, and you know, the thing that you said was was listen, like no matter how you know, no matter how prepared you think you you you're, you're gonna be like you're not right like <laughs> basically yeah, like it's baby. just I mean it's just you just you just kind of have to learn on the go and 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 listen I think that 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 same that same kind of concept applies to applies to sport retirement too right It's like no matter how prepared you think you're gonna be um, you know it's still gonna be just such like a learning experience um, mm-hmm. you know But for you Joe it sounds like you're you know just the fact that you're having those conversations and 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 you're taking those necessary steps and i think like you said you know you really have that that kind of family outlook and i'm sure that that's kind of helped you think about life after sports as well you know just, just being that you're, you're you're a family man now so um listen bro like you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm I wish you all the best in the rest of in the rest of your career. You know, hopefully you got a few more years in you. Um, I'm gonna still keep following you and everything like that. But, um, but I think I think that's a great point to just to just hold it off there. So. Um, Man, it's been it's been such a such a pleasure having you on, uh, man. I like I said, we haven't talked to each other in, in 10 plus time, years. Man. So um uh 10 plus 10 plus we said 12, so we're going on 20 yeah. years. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking I'm 21. What am I saying? crazy, um, so, man. <laughs> crazy. Man's a 30 now, bro. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Listen, but listen, that's life, man. And and like you said, there's there's so much, you know, there is so much beyond the game, and and even outside of beyond the game beyond the playing game too you know whether it's coaching or whether it's it's scouting or whether it's getting in, involved in the business of soccer and then obviously everything outside of that as well so um listen man i, I really appreciate just your yeah just your honesty and 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 just um you know your your kind of bluntness in in terms of your journey and and what think different things that you're thinking about right now so um it was it was great having you on the show man and i just really Thank appreciate you taking your time bro
1: I appreciate it, man. It was it was great being on, man.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well listen, bro. Good luck. Good luck the rest of the season, man. And uh, thanks, man. You know, I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> For
1: sure.